Welcome to Snack Circle. I'm Jordan. And I'm Marin. Grab yourself a snack and let's hang out. You guys, I have a special person to introduce you to. He's here right now. A new My member. Little, a new member of the Snack Circle, Atlas is here my little baby he was just born on february 28th um at 603 in the morning so he is fresh and he is here he has a snacks and he's ready to hang out with us he's so <laughs> precious he's new i'm looking at him right now i wish i could just hold him so much and squeeze his little toes because i love to squeeze a baby's toes Oh my gosh, he's so cute. He smells so good. Newborn smells and so good. And he's honestly perfect. famous on this podcast. Like the time has come. He's here. I know. I Ooh, was We started recording in October. So I was was I like 4 months pregnant? Yeah. I was like 4 months pregnant when we started this podcast and now he's here. T. And now he's here wild well I feel like to start we need to go into how did Atlas come come about like we were literally oh my stunned when I received this message I was heating up my food in the staff lounge when I checked my phone because I we eat breakfast at 10 30 <laughs> or oh we gosh. eat lunch at 10 30 and I was like <gasps> and I screamed I was like oh my god my coworkers were like what and I was like you guys <laughs> Marin's in labor. <laughs> um, so on Monday morning, February 27th, at like 8:30 in the morning, I woke up. Nick was in town because we were gonna do a coffee cupping, and so he had bought like a bunch of coffee. Um and like a coffee cupping is just where like you taste a bunch of different coffees from like all over the world and like write notes about their flavor and it's like very bougie but it's Cute. very like coffee snobby but it's like fun um and so he was going to town because the coffee cupping thing was going to be at 1 p.m and the mail wasn't going to be delivered in time so he just like had it sent to like the post office and like went to go pick it up so he was in town which is like 45 minutes away um and I like woke up got Pac's breakfast was hanging out I had like a little paper chain of like days until the baby's due date which was March 21st and so I every morning I would like take a little paper chain off of it to like count down and I took off the little paper chain and then I was suddenly like I am peeing my pants and I was like because <laughs> you know like whenever you're like pregnant you're kind of like I could like kind of pee my pants at any moment but okay. I like couldn't control it and I was like my water's breaking and that's how it happened with Paxton like I so I was 36 weeks and six days and I have to clarify because the other day someone was like when do you have your baby like is that pretty early on and I'm like no like your baby's quote-unquote due date is 40 weeks so it was very early yeah but it's like the same thing with Paxton like at 37 weeks four days um I woke up at 5 a.m. and my water was breaking and it's like not like the movies like some people it's like that where it's just like a huge gush but like mine was just like kind of like a little trickle like like pee (laughs) um yeah and I was like 
and my mom called me and I answered and she's like how are you doing and I was like um funny you should call because like I'm literally <laughs> pretty sure my water is breaking right now and she's like oh. and I was like yeah and she's like okay hydrate um but nothing was happening like I wasn't feeling contractions or anything which is the same thing that happened with Paxton if y'all didn't listen to that birth story go ahead and go back but go basically back, yeah um so I was just chilling and I like was feeding Pax breakfast and like texting my friend who was gonna take Paxton and I was like just so you're on standby this is happening but Nick wasn't home and so I like waited another like I think he got home like maybe 30 45 minutes later and I have a video on my Instagram story if you go to like my Instagram highlights it's under my atlas um highlights but Nick walked in and I was just like my water broke and he was completely shook <laughs> and he said actually like, when he was driving home he was like what if Marin's water broke like that'd be so crazy and I'm like not there and knew. he's prophetic so we got packed and all packed up I called the hospital and like told them and um something that was like kind of unique about this situation was that I was trying for a VBAC, which is like, after you have a C-section, you can like try to like not have another C-section and have like a natural birth or like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like you can obviously have meds, but like, you know, you're trying to not have another surgery. So you, I was going right. for a VBAC and my doctor had kind of mentioned to me, like that wasn't the best way for things to start out because after like 18 hours of your water being broken, they just get kind of like, nervous about infection because like mm-hmm. it's just like this like there's not that barrier protecting the baby anymore because you know like they're yeah. in the, this little balloon of water and the balloon pops and so it's like and infection can be just like it can make the baby really sick like it can lead to stillbirth and stuff and so she was like that actually like, wouldn't be the best way for things to start but there's some stuff we can do like if it does like you know, like Pitocin or to kind of like induce labor. Cause with Paxton, I like basically had to have like my labor induced because like there was nothing happening. I was literally just chilling. Like I thought I was lying to everyone. And I was like, yeah. um, should I even be in this hospital? Like what is happening? And um, so we went to the hospital and they like, were like, yeah, just head in. But I, like, had a lot to do. I was, like, trying to get packs all ready to go. I was, like, trying to clean our house and trying to get, like, us ready to go. Nick was, like, trying to wrap up work stuff. And so, like, seven hours later, we were at the hospital. I did stop and get a pedicure because I did not use my pedicure gift card. And I was, like, maybe it'll relax me. Like, and honestly, I, like, wasn't trying to rush to the hospital because to me it was just, like, what am I going to do? I'm either going to be home hanging out or I'm going to be in a hospital bed hanging out so like I wasn't really trying to rush I just well yeah do something fun <laughs> yeah and I was like maybe it'll like relax me and like make labor start or something because there's all these like I don't think they're wives tales I'm sure there's like some valid point to them but like you know getting a foot massage and like relaxing like it's kind of ironic because contractions start because of oxytocin like the happy chemical in your body like when you laugh or like you know, like when you're happy and it's kind of ironic because contractions are painful 
but yet like that's yeah. how your baby is brought into the world is from like happy feelings which is just crazy crazy kind of cute kind of cute of god to do yeah that. kind of sweet honestly <laughs> yeah but... kind of ironic but nothing was happening at all like I was trying to pretend like something was happening like oh maybe I feel some pain and I'm like no like literally I wouldn't even know and went to the hospital they like checked to make sure it was like actually amniotic fluid and it was and so I got admitted we were just vibing Nick's mom came to the hospital which was really sweet and she was there till like 3 a.m with us and like brought Nick some kombucha I couldn't eat anything I couldn't eat or drink anything because with a VBAC there's like risk of your uterus rupturing and you'd have to like be Mm. rushed off to emergency c-section and like if you've eaten something, there's like this very small chance of you like, um, what's it called when you like throw up and suffocate on your throw up when you're oh my gosh, I don't know what the term is, but horrifying. <laughs> like you're you know like <laughs> when, whenever like if y'all have ever like gone into surgery, like you're not supposed to eat for like twelve or like however many hours before, because I don't know why I can't think of this word right now. Do you know the word, Nick? I don't know (laughs) basically yeah they just want to make sure you don't like throw up and choke and die like if you have a surgery and that could be just very sudden and an emergency situation so they're like just you can't eat you can eat ice chips and I was like okay all right (laughs) all right but I like knew I knew that going in and like I got my favorite Jimmy John sandwich the beach club 10 out of 10 recommend it was like okay I'm ready and so at around like 8 p.m., my OB comes in and she was actually wearing like a really cute outfit. I was like, go off. Like she was wearing like high-waisted <laughs> jeans and like a little crop top. And I was like, queen. I'm like, you look really cute. And like she like had puppy dog eyes. Like I, you know, when like you know someone's gonna tell you something bad. Yeah. Like I just yeah. I was like vibing out like on my little birth ball bouncing around or like talking to Nick and his mom and just hanging out we had like our little star machine projected in the room and it was like dark and at this point I was just like trying to walk around and like get some movement to like get the baby like to move down and um and she like walks in and she's like so this isn't really looking good um okay I'm gonna say like all these things and if y'all don't like talking about women's stuff and like graphic stuff then you can just like skip but (laughs) ttyl yeah this isn't like gross or anything but so like for your baby to be born your cervix has to be 10 centimeters dilated like that's Mm -hmm. when it's like okay and they also have to be like there's different stations so like negative three is like your baby is high up they're like above your pelvis negative two is like they're slowly descending negative one zero is like they're engaged and like plus two plus three plus three is like they're crowding they're about to come out And so, obviously, you want your baby to, like, be zero or, like, positive numbers to, like, know, like, okay, they're super low. And he was at a negative three station, and I was, like, one centimeter dilated. And that's what I was a week before when I went in. Um, And so, she was just, like, this isn't really a great way to start, like, a VBAC labor. Like, your water's already been broken for, like, 15 (laughs) hours, and nothing's happening, and um she was like honestly I'm not very hopeful for a VBAC 
And I was just literally, I started crying and I was like, I want this so bad. Like I cannot have another C-section. And she was like, very sorry, but she was like, I'm just being honest. Like, I'm just telling you like what I have seen, but we don't have to just like, like we can try stuff. Like this isn't just me coming in to tell you, like, let's all talk. Let's like make a decision here of what to do. Like, I'm willing to try if you are like, you know, and so I appreciated that. Like, I really did not need her opinion for it to be um negative. I wish she didn't say she wasn't hopeful because I just like had those words burned into my head the rest of the night and it just made me very yeah. sad. But I guess I'm glad she was honest with me. But yeah, her vibe. It was just, I was like, You're oh. like, don't come in here in your little crop top and yes. say that. Like, yes. hello. <laughs> But she's been OB for like 25 years. And so it's like, like, yeah, it's hard for me because y'all, I like grew up around like home birth and like just women trusting their bodies and like stick it to the man and like birth is too medicalized and like blah, blah, blah. Like I thought if anyone was going to have like a natural, just like birth it would be me and like I had a c-section and like that was for very good reason like it was an emergency like my baby would have died and I accepted that but then I was like okay that was like a one-time thing I'm gonna get it next time and it almost became like a pride thing I guess like Mm. oh I can do this like that that was like a one little thing like that was so rare like it's fine I'm not gonna let some OB like boss me around into a c-section like and I had this mentality going in, like, unless I'm dying or my baby's dying, I'm not going to have a C-section. And I kind of realized, like, wait, I don't want to be, like, an emergency situation. Like, that was literally terrifying. Yeah. And just, like, some things have happened this year where it really put into perspective, like, how precious human life is and how precious, like, our little babies are. And I felt so grateful to like have a healthy baby up into this point like I just wanted to meet him and I just wanted him to be healthy and that's part of the reason I went into the hospital because I wanted that monitoring of like his heart and making sure he's doing okay because so many people are like just stay at home like my labor didn't even start for like 48 hours like it's fine like just don't do anything to get an infection like check your temperature But I just like felt in my gut, like, I want to go in and like, make sure everything's okay. Because you hear stories Mm -hmm. like, oh, my water broke and my OB told me not to come in. And then like, I had a stillborn. And that's so rare. And I don't want to like, choose things out of fear. And I don't want to like, instill fear in anyone. But for me, like, my gut was just kind of telling me like, I think we need to be there and just like, make sure things are going okay. So we talked and like, I asked her a billion questions And we decided to start on Pitocin, which is like um, a synthetic form of oxytocin, like that happy little chemical in your body to kind of trick my body into going into labor. But the caveat with that is that, again, this was a VBAC and the normal level of Pitocin, like the max amount is like 20. And even women will like be on level 20 for hours and hours until their labor actually starts. But I could only go up to level eight and I had to start on level one and like very slowly increase like every 30 minutes. And so it was like nine hours. I got to level six 
and like his heart kind of started to have D cells. I was walking the halls. Me and Nick probably did like a hundred laps. I was like doing a bunch of deep squats, like a bunch of movement, like lunges, like really just trying to get his head to move down. Cause like, um, yeah. you know, you're, it's like 50, 50, like it's 50% you, but it's also like your baby has to do their work and like pull their weight here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, Atlas. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, come on. Why don't you want to be born? And my doctor, that 18 hour mark that I had talked about was going to be at, um, 2 a.m. And she came in at 3 a.m. and was like, do you feel like anything has changed? And I was like, honestly, no. <clears throat> and she was like, he's having a little bit of, like D cells, like his heart rate's kind of going down. So we're going to like stop Pitocin. And I was like, great. Like I was actually sort of starting to like feel something, but it like literally was nothing. Like it was just like, oh, like period cramps kind of like really yeah. Like I could still talk through them. Like it was not anything dramatic at all. And like active labor is like, you can't talk to people. Like you need, if someone yeah. tries to talk to you, like punch them in the face. They are the most annoying person. <laughs> and I just wasn't there. And I knew that was wrong. And I knew that wasn't how it was supposed to be. And so she was like, okay, I'm going to give you two more hours. That sounds kind of rude. She didn't say it rudely. She was like, okay, yeah. let me come back in two hours. Like, and let's see where you're at and she was like if I come back in two hours and like things haven't changed like will you be ready for a c-section and I was just like no like I still want to like think and talk about this and she was like okay yeah and she did give me the option to transfer to like Austin or San Antonio because at their hospital they just like don't have the staff to like do more extreme things with a VBAC because like it just increased the risk of like uterine rupture and like an emergency and they just like don't have the capacity to like deal with that big of like an emergency the way like a bigger hospital would. So she did give me the option to be transferred. And so I was kind of like, okay, maybe if like nothing's changed, I'll just like go to San Antonio or Austin, like go be transferred. And yeah she like came back at 5 a.m. and literally nothing had changed at all and during that time Nick and I were like Nick's mom had left and Nick and I were talking and it's kind of funny because every time I would like do laps I would pass the um like c-section like the operating room okay. and it was like this thing is really killing my vibe. Like I'm really trying to not yeah. be in that headspace. And I keep walking past the C-section room donated by James Avery. And I'm just like, I don't Ugh. need this. I hate that. But like every time we passed it, I like slowly was like, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Like maybe it would be better than it was with Paxton. Like yeah. I would just like get to meet my baby like literally right now. Like I could literally go to my OB and be like, I want a C-section and meet my baby in 30 minutes and just be done with all of this. Like I hadn't slept in 24 hours. Yeah. Nothing was happening. And I was just like, and so Nick and I talked and I just was like, I wanted this so bad. And I like kind of grieved that like, I thought like I would get to have like this experience, but like I was going to have another surgery and I was scared because surgery is freaking scary. I like had never yeah. had surgery before I had Paxton. And I realized growing up, like to me, a C-section literally sounded like the scariest thing that could ever happen to you. Cause you're like awake and getting your stomach cut open. Like that sounds literally horrible. No, it does sound terrible. <laughs> and so 
yeah and so we talked and then in my mind I was like okay if like I'm three centimeters dilated I'll try like something else like we'll do something yeah. else and I was kind of like I bet I'm like probably three centimeters dilated and she comes in and checks me and I'm like one centimeter zero Ugh. like negative yeah. three station I was like and literally I was like I'm just we're ready like yeah, yeah. You're this ready. this isn't happening for a reason I feel like I'm forcing it this doesn't feel right and from after that point like the whole mood changed it was like okay like let's have a baby and she was like what questions do you have and I was like yeah. I don't want my arms strapped down I want like the curtain to be dropped so I can see him being born yeah I want like him to come to me right away like on my chest right away I want a bunch of anti-nausea medicine so I don't throw up on the OR table um and she was like yep we can do all of that and then like all the nurses came in and got Nick all dressed he got to wear like his little scrubs and his little hairnet <sighs> and it was like such a different mood than it was when Paxton was born like with Paxton everything was so scary and rushed and like panicky and with this it was yeah. like more empowering like I'm choosing this and I feel like this is what's right and I get to have my baby like he'll probably be here in the yeah. next hour like that's so exciting I've literally waited nine months to see his face and like I wonder what color his hair will be and I'm so excited and I walk to the OR room which feels cruel like why didn't someone push me in a wheelchair they were <laughs> like, like hello walk? yeah I was like yeah I can walk like yeah it's right there I've been walking this hall all night like I know where it's at and then I kind of get there and I'm like, wait, like I have to go to the bathroom. Like I was nervous that, and I was like, I have to yeah. go to the bathroom. And she was like, oh, okay. You can just use our locker room. And so like huh? where the surgeon. You're in the nurse locker room? Yes. And I'm literally in the locker room. Like all their coats are Grace hanging Anatomy up. style. And I, was like, I was like, this feels very wrong. Like it all felt very casual. And I'm like, I am about to have major surgery and this just feels so casual. That's so, so wild. I, I like. And the anesthesiologist was, like, wearing a Star Wars shirt. Like, he obviously had, like, his stuff on. But he was like, hey, I'm Jeff. Like, I'm going to be doing your anesth- – I'm going to be doing your spinal today. I was like, hi. Like, like, he was okay, the nicest Jeff. man. <laughs> yeah. And then me and Nick, like, go into the OR room. And everyone's, like, bustling around, like, hanging up bags, like, writing on the board, counting out their knives, like, the – anesthesiologist like laying out all of his stuff like he's like oh wait actually I need this and I'm like this is so surreal like I'm literally about to lay on this OR table and be cut open and like no that is so crazy and everyone's just like acting like it's another Tuesday morning they're like yeah like like that's just their job that's yeah it felt like I was in a dream it felt super super weird and I was like surely y'all could have like maybe had all this ready and I could have sat in like my dark room with the twinkle lights (laughs) and come in like when y'all were ready for me I don't know but Nick got to be there the whole time which was so different because with Paxton and this is how like most c-sections go like your partner stays outside of the room while you get like your spinal and then once like you're Um. laying down and they have like the curtain draped up like dividing like like your chest from your stomach like whenever that curtain's up then your partner can come in and that sucks because you're kind of just like by yourself and it's scary yeah that seems like bizarre to me and I think it's for like 
sterile reasons I don't know what the reason is like to make sure like everything kind of goes well and then they'll let them in um or maybe don't trust the partner (laughs) I don't yeah I don't know what it was but Nick got to be there the whole time which I was like wow like I really like this actually and he got to like hold me while I was getting my little spinal it was so quick it was just like a little shot in my back and then like I laid down and my whole body was numb or like this other half and I don't know if he put like some really good drugs in there because I felt super warm and happy and like I was like yeah I'm vibing um and then like the surgeons came in like my OB came in and with Paxton like I could not feel a single thing like I mean you shouldn't feel cutting or pain obviously but like people always say like you feel pressure but like I didn't feel anything with Paxton but this one I actually did like feel like pushing and like tugging it was the weirdest thing but honestly I kind of liked it is that like weird of me to say like I kind of liked it because it felt like I was like a part of his birth like it felt like it wasn't just something that was happening to me like it felt like this is my body that like and my baby is yeah that's what I was gonna say like it's your body you know so like interesting yeah whereas with Paxton I was kind of like where did he come from like I did not feel a single thing you're like all of a sudden he's here (laughs) yeah and so then they like dropped the curtain and like with a c-section they like don't just like grab the baby they like push on the top of your stomach to like kind of make his head come out and then they like pull him the rest of the way out and so I got to like see his head and they like pulled him the rest of the way out and like I literally got to see him be born and it was so cool and that was like something I didn't get with Paxton and like yeah so that was like a really cool experience and if anyone has like an elective c-section or like is writing their birth preferences and like want to think about like a possible like if things end up in an unplanned c-section like I would definitely recommend like asking for a clear drape or to, for them to drop the curtain because you don't see anything with your stomach you just get to see your baby boob born and it was really really cool and so sweet. he was like the tiniest little thing and I remember just being like oh my gosh like he is so small and like I was just like crying and like Nick was there and he was so cute and um yeah and then he like went to the little thing and they like told me his weight and I was like oh my gosh like he's even smaller than Paxton because Paxton was 6'2 and Atlas was 5'10 I was like oh my gosh a little five pound baby and um I was super super shaky because in that moment like all of your hormones change at once like and you're just shaking like even I know vaginal births people like shake a ton just because it's like so much adrenaline and like your hormones just like drop instantly and so I couldn't hold him because I was just like so scared I was gonna drop him so Nick like held him and he was a little burrito in his blankie it was so cute um and then they like stitched me up and like I was back in the room and I felt so like present and there which was so unique because with Paxton I like just threw up so much right away and like was passing out and like waking up and was so confused about what was happening and I literally remember everything from that experience and that was really like redeeming and special and it turns out this little baby was not descending because his umbilical cord was wrapped around his torso just like Paxton 
and he had a true knot in his umbilical cord and a true knot is basically like an overhand knot in your umbilical cord it happens to one percent of babies and obviously if it's like compressed too much which like active labor and like contractions like cause it to be compressed because like babies don't breathe like they just get their oxygen from that cord and so if it's compressing down on itself too much your baby's not getting oxygen and so he could have been born like paralyzed he could have died during birth like all these crazy things that like I was like one what the heck how did you do that why did you why do my babies just tie themselves in their umbilical cords and because like babies can be born with their umbilical cord like wrapped around their neck and it's fine and it happens a lot and like but when it's wrapped around them that much and like compressing that much like yeah so I feel like it was honestly yeah it was definitely the right decision and like it's kind of crazy that like I don't know God like kind of saved me from going into active labor because that would like hurt my baby and it was kind it's kind of crazy how like God made our bodies to like protect our babies in that way like yeah that was kind of like a cool thing to be like oh so like the thing I wanted it is actually good it didn't happen because I wouldn't it would be like an emergency situation or even worse and so yeah like your gut feeling like you kind of knew like once you like made peace with it it's like oh that's why you had the peace in the first place yeah and I'm so glad it was something other than just because like also my water was broken and Nick was kind of nervous about like waiting too long and like infection starting because like every hour you wait like that just risk increases and so he was more so nervous about that and I was like I'll just get antibiotics like it'll be fine but I'm glad it was like something that was validating instead of just being like oh I threw in the towel like I gave up because that just is something that's hard for me personally even though a c-section is not giving up like any way you have your baby is amazing and that's easy for me to say to other people go girl (laughs) yeah like and it's easier for me to like say to other people than it is for me to accept because I'm still just like it's not fair like why can't I just have a baby like the normal way like why do I need all this why do I need a surgery to have a baby like that feels so unfair like two times in a row and kind of like I can get like I can throw a pity party for myself And it's really good to remind me, like, literally, like, people wish so badly they could have a baby. Like, you know, like, you grew this baby. It is healthy. Like, you still brought him into this world. And, like, we just need to, like, be thankful for, like, what we do have and not focus on, like, yeah, not just, like, throw ourselves a little pity party and be like, it's not fair because it is, yeah, like, so there are so many people who, like, you know, like one in eight women struggle with infertility. And it's like, right. that's not fair for me to be like, I don't know. So that was how Atlas was born. So sweet little guy. Yeah. Little guy. Those grunts. Super little. Yeah. And he's oh doing really God. good. Babies usually lose a little weight after they're born but he's back up to his birth weight and me and Nick have been weighing him at home good job baby and we think he's like about 5 13 5 14 now so 
He's getting bigger every day, and he's still cute, and we are obsessed with him, and Paxton is so sweet with him. He'll be like, baby. Yeah, he like literally will say, like, baby. Me and Nick laugh because like he doesn't say baby, he says baby, and he'll like run over Very to Very like Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> yes, no, literally like baby. And he'll like want to, like he'll grab him out of my hands, like he'll want to hold him so bad, and I'm like, Paxton you cannot you're like hold. Paxton you are tiny yourself I know I'm like you are also <laughs> tiny and so he'll like sit down and hold him and like he's getting really good at like being gentle with him and like right he like will A touch his hands yes and he'll like touch his nose and say nose and touch his ears and touch his eyes which then like he kind of pokes him in the eye but yeah it's a little rough but yeah like he's so sweet at first Paxton like literally wanted nothing to do with me like he came to the hospital and like literally could not even look at me like was like and I'm like he forgot about me he doesn't love me anymore (laughs) like oh my gosh and um but and I think he just was like very thrown off by like why is mom holding this other baby like yeah he's like wait a second I'm the baby yeah mom has a baby yeah and he was just very like suspicious of me but now he like is acting totally normal which is so sweet and like I missed him so much like and yeah it's kind of sad because I can't pick him up for four weeks just because like I'm healing and like I can't yeah. carry anything heavier than Atlas and so that's been really hard to like not be able to like take care of him like or even like pick him up and like hug him or like he'll want me to pick him up and I can't and so that's probably been the hardest thing is like I feel like I'm kind of like betraying him and he like doesn't know that I like I try to tell him like I have an ouchie and I can't pick him up and he like tries to understand but yeah so that's probably been the hardest part, but other than that, we're doing really good. So sweet. We love the brothers. Yeah. But anyway, sweet. that's us. And literally we've done nothing else but like watch a lot of TV. Like I watched Married at First Sight season 12 I on Netflix. It. You know, the most <laughs> trash TV. I, you know kind of tried to start watching season or like episode one season 44 of survivor we're still trying to get caught up you guys recap yeah. will be coming <laughs> stay tuned we're, we're working on it stay wait tuned. did you start outer banks i i also yes i started outer banks um it's a little darker than i thought which like we kind of talked about like at first it's like very lighthearted and fun um yeah but I think I'm just like very confused about like why don't they go to school like where yeah. are their parents no like the I, overall plot I'm, I'm like, like wait a second is it summer because they did go to school I'm like why do we care about this treasure enough to risk our life like to me I'm just like I would never personally it's really hard for me to relate because I would just be like I'll just be poor my whole life and for them, yeah. it's like, let me crawl in this basement and in this, like, sewage water <laughs> to get this, like, clue. And I'm like, how do you yeah, know about the clue? I'm like, where did the clue come from? Like, I always miss it. I don't know if I'm just, like, distracted, but I'm always, like, 
how do you know to go to this old lady's basement all of a sudden? Like, what does this mean? Where is this? Why? Like, are you stealing yeah. things? Like, yes, 1000%. Outer Banks is like a show, like a show made for aesthetics. Like, I love the yes. aesthetic of Outer Banks. I love the characters. I love their outfits. But when it comes to the plot, I'm like, I have, I do not know what's happened in the last three seasons besides like some of them fell in love. That's all I know. Like the actual, like why, what is the treasure? Where did the treasure come from? The dynamics of the treasure. Yes, this is what I want. This is what I want. (laughs) And it's just kind of like, oh, well, John B's dad has been hunting for it. And that's all you really should care about. And that's all you get to know and just move on. And I'm like, I can't. Like I'm like, yeah take what we give you and go yeah and I'm like where did these bad guys come from why do they even know they're hunting for the treasure why aren't they trying to be more low-key like how does everyone know they're hunting for treasure why are there bad guys after them suddenly do they know like how many times can this like squad of 16 year olds like have literal guns be pulled on them before they like tell the police I'm like maybe you guys should like go to your parents and be like these grown men are like pulling guns on us and we're like 16 (laughs) but their parents are either not there or they're bad people who are also like yeah I'm gonna pull a gun on you like you know yeah no that yeah no like only two of them have like functioning parents and I'm like where are they I'm like I guess they're they're really working they're like like, owning the restaurant running the grocery order literally I'm like you just don't care where your kid is or and then so I watched like um all of season one and then I was kind of like well let me jump to season three and just like see what's happening and they're like stranded on a desert island and I'm just like I can't I'm sorry I can't like why are you on a desert island like no like the, the jump from one to three like that's tough because like yeah like you can barely follow the plot if you've seen every episode so like a jump forget about it but I was like I want to know what's going on because Callie was over and she like saw um what's the blonde's name who likes John B and they date and the dad Sarah Sarah. yeah Callie was like oh my gosh she looks so different like she's so much blonder and I was kind of like oh I want to like see what they look like now and kind of like what's going on and how this show progresses and like everyone's talking about season three obviously because they're all caught up and watching it and I was just like I'm sorry like you guys all look so good but you've been stranded on a desert island like I can't no they literally they they look so hot I'm like uh every the like bane of my existence is when season one came out in 2020 obviously everyone was obsessed with Sarah Cameron like the blonde and everyone was like Sarah Cameron looks just like Natalie and like Um... Natalie was like riding on a high for a year like she was like I am Sarah Cameron I was like okay (laughs) let's not let this go to our head you guys (laughs) yeah that's cute that's funny I yeah she is actually like a really sweet character I was kind of nervous that she would just like also I don't yeah I was scared she was gonna be mean because like you know she hangs out with all the all the kooks and I was like oh kooks it's such a silly show but I desperately this summer want to go to the Outer Banks like I want to I think I'm gonna go on like a solo solo trip because yeah I just think that'd be so fun like Mm -hmm. spend a little beach moment but 
Yeah, I've been seeing that you've been watching that on Netflix. Yes, because As I am logged into your Netflix account. You share a Netflix. So many of us do. You're you're not the only one on it. Obviously, when Netflix really cracks down on the password sharing, we're all screwed. Yeah. I don't even know at this point who all has the password, so. I feel like I, you know, after this week, I've consumed so much TV. I'll be good without Netflix for like the next 10 years because I've watched <laughs> all the things. But yeah, and then I'm reading um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah. Which you've read. I am like halfway through Don Adler's chapter. Okay. okay. We're reading it for our book club. And so they're like, read nine chapters at a time. And I'm like, I literally read 13. I cannot. I have to read this whole book. Like, it's driving me crazy. Yeah, that's like, I like need a to know. one sitting book. Yeah. So I want to, I have, my prediction is that her one true love is her daughter's and Monique is also her daughter. And she like, that's why she picks Monique to write her book. Cause like she has a secret love child and it's Monique. That's my prediction. I don't know why. I am like, I am right now trying to remember the plot. Like I remember the husbands, but it was like two years ago when I read the book. But I remember being like, that's, it needs to be like a movie or something. It feels very yes, like, like the characters, and that's Taylor Jenkins Reid, like that um author. Her yeah. characters are just so insane. I feel like if they did make a movie, it would be like Age of Adeline, just like jumping back to all the different time periods and like really yeah. great costumes and like that would be. I I mean that it was like what the number one book of twenty seventeen. Like this has been yeah. a popular book for very long. Like. 2017 like I mean it's a while ago that I yeah like it ends with us as being made into a movie and that came out in like I think 2020 2019 I don't know but I'm like I yeah. feel like this should be like a movie well they just made Daisy Jones and the Six which is another Taylor Jenkins Reid book that's a series on Amazon Prime right now the first three episodes just came out and so like she's already getting the royalties from that and yeah. that's pretty good. Um, what you should also read that one, Daisy okay. Jones and the Six. It's so fun. The protagonist is like obviously Daisy Jones, and she's played by Riley Keough, who in the show, and Riley Keough is Elvis's granddaughter. So it all feels very like cyclical and like yeah. interesting. Like, and she sometimes in the show wears like some of Elvis's like things. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, it's super cool. So I really like, I've been really loving that show because that's, I just read that book at the end of last year. So Taylor Jenkins, read everybody. She's pretty amazing. Those books are something else. So anyway, Jordan, what have you been up to? I feel like a lot has also happened into your life this week. Give us the... <laughs> Nothing is like life altering is like having a literal baby, but you know, what things are going on um we my brother turns 24 um we have the same age difference as Paxton and Atlas so we're, it's the time of year where he's 24 and I'm 25 <laughs> my favorite time of year and for his birthday we all went to we went to San Diego because my sister lives in San Diego. And then we all went to Mission Beach because my sister was playing in a volleyball tournament. 
beach volleyball, which I have never seen this woman play sand volleyball. Like she grew up playing indoor. To be honest, I hate watching indoor volleyball. Like I hate the six man team. It's so long. It's so boring. Like snack bars always disappoint. At least, at least a baseball <laughs> game has a good soft pretzel option. Volleyball, yes. no. That like literally you're lucky to get a Gatorade there. So oh and though, it's just two on two. So it's just oh, her wow. and a partner. So it goes by so fast. Three sets. I mean, if they win the first one and the second one, they only have to play two. Wow. So it was literally a dream. And then we're like sitting on the beach with my parents' puppy, like, Aww. you know, eating our, drinking our Phil's coffee, which is like my favorite coffee chain in the world. It's like only in San Diego. And you got a hot drink. Okay, okay, I did it. Phil's does not do cold cups. Oh my gosh. Okay, I was like an ice ginger snap latte. Who is she with her hot drink? I was so no, scared. Was I'm like, you're gonna get a headache outside. And I was like fully drinking cold coffee. Um, good. it was so good. Have you ever been to Phil's? No, I've never even heard of it. Okay, I the first time I went was like years ago in Los Angeles. And it's the best. They're like all about using like heavy cream, which you know, like oh, we love heavy love cream. a heavy cream moment. Yeah. yeah. So we had Phil's on the beach and watched Natalie. And Drew wanted to go to like a country bar for his birthday, so we had to go to like country bar. And um, y'all dance together. That was so cute. yeah. He like we, like he was like I don't know anyone here, so like you have to two step with me. And I was like, oh my god. And Drew like spins me like five thousand times. And I'm like sick. He like dips me. I'm like, please don't. He's like, just follow. So that was super fun and like super fast. And then I came back, went right back to school and told my principal that I'm resigning after this school year. So this is my last year at my current elementary school, which this is is big news. You cannot just gloss over this. This is is breaking news, everyone. Um, breaking news, I am moving this summer. I will no longer be a New Mexico gal. I feel like my chapter in this state has closed. Um, I am very sad though. And I keep being like, oh my gosh, actually, I love New Mexico. Like, yeah. I don't know, but, but uh, I it'll really do, do it to like you. It's time. Yeah. And kind of like what we were talking about in our brain chemistry episode, like I talked a little bit about how I feel like I'm having a quarter life crisis and I can feel my bones straining underneath the weight of all the lives I am not living. And I'm like, okay, like I have one life, so I'm going to move and live with my big sister for my sorority, our sorority, and just teach in Colorado. So that was really sad and hard. My team already knew, and I have the best team in the world um, and the best aid in the world, educational assistant. Like, So that's all very hard, and I am very sad. And yeah, I think moving is just really hard, but I, I yeah. want to do it, so. Yeah, that's such a big change in your life. You're leaving your job, leaving your school, moving a whole new state it's crazy it's a lot yeah in a bigger city like 
I think Las Cruces is what, like 80,000 people? Maybe I'm like sounding right, sounding right. 100,000. I don't then, know if we're at 100,000. Yeah. And then how big is, I don't know if you want to say where you're moving in Colorado, but how big is the city you're moving to in Colorado? It's comparable to Tucson. So yeah. it's big, like it's like at a million. So that, you get and to that's find like a, a pure bar class that's like probably down yeah. the street. Like, and like a Trader Joe's. Hello. Yes yes yeah I feel like this is the time while I have no like family and and all I have is a cat however like my family does live here and they're so precious and today my cutie grandpa I was like watching tv on the couch like jeans unbuttoned you know as you do after work like just sitting in a stupor and like my doorbell rings 45 times and I know that's my grandpa Cause he like, we'll just stand and uh, ring it until I like show up. So I like run down the stairs and he's like, he's like, listen, um, can you help me send a picture to someone? And I was like, yeah, like come in. So we like sit at my table and he has like taken videos accidentally of some hay bales. Cause he like sells hay. He's like, I yeah. need to send these pictures. So I'm like, okay, well we need to screenshot the video and then we can like send it as a message. So we like got that done and he was like, okay, well, thanks, Suge, like gotta go. And because that's like how he is. He's like always on the run, like with yeah. his new business. He's yeah, like, just got new a hay farmer. And, yeah, he's such a such a farmer. He's like, I just got new hay and it's flying off the shelves. Or and I was like, okay, well, love you. And then he left and I was like, man, like that's so precious. Like this is precious time. So yeah, I am sad and um I love New Mexico and I it's been a long chapter like longer than we could ever thought but yeah I am excited for you to have a roommate again especially like someone as like great as Alanis like you guys yeah so good to like get to come home and like have someone there and like eat dinner with someone or like yeah just like go grocery shopping on the weekends with someone like I don't know like that's yeah it is like and it's I feel like I'm craving that so I am very excited for that and just excited for change um scared but excited so yeah that's like the big update I'm actually flying to Denver on Saturday today's Thursday um and then going from Denver to Colorado Springs for this upcoming weekend and we're just going to kind of look around and Alana already lives there. So she's going to take me around and scope it out, which is exciting. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So many big life updates. That is insane. And then your brother was in Houston and he was at oh, a bar yeah. and he ran into Greer from The Bachelor, who again, does not live in New York, even though she freaking got out of her limo and said she lived in New York. This woman is a Houston girl and we are confirmed because she was at a bar in Houston. I'm like genuinely stunned that my brother like saw this woman in a crowded bar and was like, I know her. Like he said it first. Yeah. Like I'm like, I don't think I would be able to recognize someone from like a reality show. Like, I don't think I, I would be like, no, that's not them. He said he like, recognized her but he didn't know from where at first so he like was looking at her and then she looked at him and kind of was like 
confused at him looking at her and then he was like oh my gosh like that's Greer and so and Drew's like has no shame like he went straight up to her and was like I know you like you're from the bachelor and she was like oh my gosh so I'm sure she, she loved said he that. had like a good chat oh yeah like he took pics with her like him and his friend he said it was going really well until like his other friend came and like made it awkward and he was like we gotta go but so like not not to disparage the third friend but he wasn't drew drew is like very social like he could talk to anybody so yeah yeah like i'm like should we post the pics on snack circle pod like yeah instagram let's do that and you guys can comment and tell us if you think this actually looks like her because when you sent me the photos you told me it was her right away but i don't think i would know that was her and she went home like that next week so like you sent me the photos on Wednesday and the episode aired on Monday and she went home on that Monday and I was kind of like I feel like obviously she does not end up with him but like the way that you described like she was kind of looking at Drew I was like I feel like she's single because like she saw Drew and and they're the same age like she I think she's younger than Drew I think she's 23 and so so she's young yeah and so or maybe she's 25 but like you know like she's she could definitely date Drew, which is crazy to me that gr- women on The Bachelor could date our little brothers. No, that's sickening. That's like I sent sickening. it to like my Bachelor uh, watch party group chat. I was like, my best friend's little brother, like ran into Greer, and then one of <laughs> one of my friends texted me, and she was like, "Your best friend's little brother is really cute," <laughs> and I was just uh- like. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So Drew, if you are single, let me know. I'm a cutie girly in Texas. Like she lives. Drew texts Marin. (laughs) She's from, wait, where is she from? I'm trying to remember. She's, oh, she's, is she from San Marcos? She's from the San Marcos area, which is not close to Houston. But you know what? You can make it work. You can really make it work. No, you really can. This could be our own bachelor love story right now yes we can can you imagine i'm like this is kind of a cute like a meet cute moment honestly um yes. <laughs> i don't think drew loyally listens but we'll like send i'll send him the link um yeah send him the timestamp of when we're talking about him but yeah, like no like, like <laughs> it'll grab his i attention. am publicly shaming this man for not listening but <laughs> I do think he listened to the sibling episode last week, which many people have said they liked that episode. But I also like got called out because many times throughout that episode, I said that I like really only know one only child. Okay, literally two every of only my child is like no, coming. Two for of you. my cousins are only children, but on my mom's side. But for I don't know why I'm like well but they had us though you know like, yeah I'm really, like, like when you have cousins well, siblings yeah so yeah. I don't that did not occur to me also my like good friend Joey who like lives in New York City is an only child but again kind of brother like I'm like but we were his siblings uh, he would probably be like yeah I don't know, but it's like, also hard I don't know I feel like I do have a lot of adult friends who are only children but I don't remember their only children because when you're like growing up with them like you see all their siblings and like you see that dynamic like I really don't think I grew up with anyone but maybe one or two people who were only children like yeah and so that's more so what I was thinking about because like when you're adults like I mean if especially if you don't live in the same city as the rest of your family like 
I'm not really getting to know a lot of my friends' siblings right now. Like everyone's kind no, of all over sure. the place. So I'm sure I know more only children as an adult than I did as a child, but I only am like thinking about my childhood friends. 1000%. So this is my public apology to Joey, Shelly, and Stevie. Sorry, sorry guys. So, I know so you're sorry. My children. Um, but yeah, Drew, <laughs> hope you listen to this episode. Still cannot believe he like just randomly recognized her. That does he watch the show? Yeah, he's a loyal viewer. Oh, okay, that that makes more sense. Yeah, like she really did not look like herself because in the show she always has her hair down, and she had a ponytail. Like I really want, and she like dresses more like, yeah, like she wasn't wearing something I would expect her to wear. I really don't know if I would recognize her. I would kind of probably say the same thing where I was like, I feel like I've seen you somewhere. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh well lots of l- big life updates right now truly. yes oh my gosh and also thank you guys for listening we just had our 20th episode go up which most podcasts don't even make it to 20 episodes I feel like everyone and their dog really? has a podcast right now and I was yeah. watching a YouTube video where it was kind of like if you can make it to 20 episodes, like you're golden. And so here we are, episode 21. Look at us go. And baby, been... baby in tow. <laughs> baby in tow. Yes. And we will continue to it. give this podcast um the two hours a week of our life. Like that is what we are committing here to her. Like, so thanks yes. for listening. <laughs> Sorry, she's not that great of an edited podcast. There are some times where we where I do not edit things out and I am sorry but you know we're here it adds to the charm it truly yes. adds to the charm um we that's love what a I believe thrown together DIY situation here so yes we really do anywho we love you guys and we'll see you next week bye bye